Hello everybody out there and welcome to another episode of the Talk That Talk Show with me, Barry Holmes. And yo, we are one day away from Capcom. Um, You've you heard me talk about it with these last couple weeks leading up to uh, you know May 14th, which is tomorrow. And it almost seems like this year has flown by, man. I can't believe I blinked and it's already, you know, midway through May. But uh, pretty soon we'll be able to hit the beaches soon. You know, I'm a, a big beach guy. But, um, you know, once again, you know, with Capcom coming up tomorrow, you know, I've been super excited with this whole week leading up to Saturday uh, event. And, you know, the thing that I've talked about before with bowling was that, you know, we had a big first place matchup on Tuesday with me and my brother. And, you know, there was some nerves going into it. And I talked to you guys before how, you know, in a way, if you're not nervous, you know, you shouldn't be playing, man. Like that, that nerves is the thing that should make you want to play and and should make you want to compete at a high level. And I just want to thank also Ishabod Crane, uh, Ishtreadwell23 on Instagram Live. And also want to thank my boy Jeffrey Farrell. Because, you know, when you go into these big matchups, you know, it feels good to have, you know, your support system there uh, watching you play and regardless of the outcome. And it just felt so good to have Ish out there watching and also to have, you know, my boy Jeff, who I know works the following night, but, you know, to decide to come out and support. And he said he always comes to the big ones. And, you know, like I said, to have those, you know, guys, you know, come out and support, you know, it just made me feel at ease regardless of the outcome. And the toughest part about it and, you know, the big thing in sports is somebody always has to lose. And, you know, the toughest part with Tuesday was, you know, we had a chance to clinch and we didn't get the job done. And it wasn't like, you know, we gave it to them. You know, we came into a team that was playing out of their mind. You know, this team bowled, you know, 40, 50 pins over their average, and uh, they killed us, man. But, you know, I bowled 30 pins over my average. had like a 200, 214, uh, or whatever, 18 game, and still got beat. And I think that that's the toughest thing, you know, in sports is just understanding that, hey, you know, you gave it your all. You had a great performance, but it just wasn't good enough, man, and... You know, I was upset at first, but uh, the guys that we were bowling against, big shout out to Terrence and Vincent, who is our league champions. Um, I was just so happy for them because, you know, I'm going to be bowling with them in the summer. And, you know, to to have the competition to where they pushed us to a por- uh, a place where, uh, you know, we, 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 just, we got a, a slice of humble pie with. And, um, you know, it's tough, but, you know, in all those experiences, you know, you always got to look at things positively on the flip side. And for us to finish third in such a tough league where you have Hall of Famers, um, it kind of takes a little bit away from, you know, having the opportunity to seal first place. But, um, you know, those experiences are what kind of shapes us and molds us to be better athletes, better uh, builds our character to uh, understand, you know, what's going on and how we can switch those outcomes differently. But, um, you know, I'm happy, you know, I'm sad that, you know, my brother will be moving away and I have to get a new partner. I don't want to let the cow out of the bag get who the new partner is, but, you know, we have secured another teammate for uh, next season. 
But, you know, I really did just enjoy all these years uh, bowling with my brother. And sometimes, you know, I think I've been guilty, and we're all guilty of it, of, you know, taking advantage of, well, not taking advantage, but just taking it for granted. And, you know, taking for granted that I'm always going to see my brother or, you know, I'm always going to see him pick up the 10 pin or he's going to bail me out with a clutch triple like he always does. So, you know, understanding that my brother won't be my partner has been something that, you know, it's tough. You know, it sucked, especially to end that way where uh, we didn't take first place. But, um, you know, I know he's still going to be bowling with us at UBA and, you know, he's going to be on his way back at some point soon. But, um, you know, for the time being, you know, he's moving on to a different thing. And, you know, that's the good thing about, you know, being family or having, you know, people that you really care about is like you are very happy for them uh, when good things happen to them. And, you know, with my brother being able to, you know, get his new car and, you know, just to see him hitting different milestones and, you know, see him having the success, you know, that those are the things that also makes me as happy as well, too. And, you know, the people that you have around you, if they're not genuinely happy for your success, then you really got to watch the people that you have around you, you know? Um, And I think that, you know, coming out of that, we came into Wednesday where we wound up taking, I think it was ninth place in that league. And, you know, we had talked before and some of the team members, you know, this always happens at the end of the season too, where you have team members who don't know if they want to come back or not, or if they're saying, Hey, you know, this might be it for me. But, um, I think that with the things that we proved over the last couple of weeks, you know, we showed out that, um, you know, we're, we're a team that, that you don't want to bowl when we're all on. And, you know, I think that we each got to restore faith within each other. And uh, at the end, when it came collection time, you know, we all decided that we're going to be coming back next season. And um, I know that was always in question, you know, at different points throughout the season. That's what happens when you're not winning. You know, I can only imagine what these NBA guys are going through going into game sevens and going to situations where they don't know what's going to happen with that game. But, um, you know, I've just enjoyed the teams that I've been a part of, man. And then, you know, on Thursday night where we've made, you know, a lineup change as well too. And, you know, that's done dividends for us to where we've moved up like four or five places with the last week, next week uh, to go. So, you know, there's been a lot of good things that that have happened Uh, beyond just losing, you know, on Tuesday. And, and, you know, my mom had said it to me where she was like, you know, you didn't lose, you know, you you took, you know, third place. That is something to be proud of. And, you know, at times, you know, when we're in the moment, of course, you know, it's hard to see that, hey, the accomplishment of being in a high place when you didn't get your expected outcome. But, you know, above all, especially for everybody listening into this show, Um, you know, it's always just important to look within yourself and, you know, if you didn't get your desired outcome, you know, just understand that, you know, the things that you or the work that you've put in, it will pay dividends for you. It just wasn't your time at that time and at that, at that moment. So, you know, I'm just taking everything positively. Um, like I said, it's also important to feel every emotion that you felt if you've lost, you know. Um, I think that at times people try and brush it off and then it just, you know, culminates and then they carry it with them. And then, 
when it comes down to the next time you're in that situation, you, you won't get through it because you're still harvesting those emotions because you're not allowing yourself to feel what you're supposed to. And, um, you know, I just, like I said, I was upset, but, you know, like Kenny Lewitt even said to me, he's like, yo, you know, we got so many positive things coming up this weekend. And, you know, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about when I say with Capcom and, now, I've shown you guys a preview, and, you know, I think what's so dope about this and, you know, with us being at Capcom, yes, we have, you know, six different colorways of this not-for-sale pin, and yes, you know, I have my Capmaster B pin that I'm going to be dropping as well, too, but I think it's also dope to, to see where things have started, and I remember, you know, with Kenny Lou talking about, you know, how we wanted to do a, a collaborative and have something to you know, build on and, and work together with. And we, we didn't really have a direction on where we wanted to go. We just knew we wanted to do something. And, you know, to see now where we had the success, you know, shout out to, again, everybody that copped at a drop or everybody that went in store and picked one up. But, um, you know, everything started with this little red one right here. And, you know, to then have five new colorways that we're going to be dropping at Capcom, um, the green one, the icy blue, uh, the pink one, lavender, as some people have said, uh, the purple, and then the orange. You know, these, like I said, we will have at the drop uh, tomorrow at Capcom uh, to have people say that there's going to be over 2,100 confirmed tickets it's crazy the amount of people that are going to be there. So people that are going to Capcom, please show up early. There probably and most definitely will be a line. So, you know, we want to have everybody have a chance with so many people that's going to be there. But, again, I bring these pins up to say that it was just an idea between you know, me and Kenny and where now we have, you know, these six different colorways that we're going to be dropping to a bunch of people who we don't know, you know. I think it's been humbling the amount of people that have supported us that we know, you know. Um, people have showed out at the drops and picked up so many. My boy Ishabai Crane has won uh, a raffle on the live. So, like, you know, you've seen the people that we know that have come out to support, and that's why the support system is so important but it's also a good test to, uh, you know, test your, your, your product, test your merchandise and see with people that you don't know and, and kind of network with, man. I've, you know, when I have went live these past couple of days on my Catmaster B account, you know, previewing some of the hats, um, it's, been, it's been dope to see the different people that I've met on the live and through the panic that people have had to try and get some of the things that we're carrying. And it was so crazy because I was looking on the stories and I seen one of the guys that's on my Instagram. Uh, he was posting that he was assisting my booth. So he, he put up all the, uh, I guess, reposted the picture of me and like the hats that I had. And he was saying that he'll be at my booth trying to, uh, you know, cop for other people. And I just think it's crazy when you reach that level where, you know, you're merchandise the things that you've put in uh are now assisted by people that are going to just ship it out to wherever man it, it just shows that there's a demand and i think that you know at the level where we're at to truly see how far that demand really is and how far we can push it and i think that's something that everybody out there can 
you know, take some sort of inspiration from because, you know, there's no textbook for me to say, you know, how we go out there and market with people and how to sell pins or, you know, how to create uh, relationships with hat stores. You know, there's no textbook on that. It's just a, 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 a learning process of doing the right things and having the correct business ethics, which has created the opportunities where we've been at, man. And like I said, to have an event like Capcom to where, you know, it started, like I said, with these six pins where we were like, yo, we got to get in this event and we got to sell these pins to then get to a point where we reached out to uh, two of the major uh, hat places that we're, you know, in good standings with for sure with uh, ECAP City and then with my fitters with Kenny Lou, And, you know, through the respect that we have in the hat community, you know, they reached out to us and, you know, through working with them and talking with them, you know, I'm happy to say that ECAP City was on board with giving us some unreleased hats that have not dropped before, which is completely, completely crazy, guys. Um, we got five different hats that we're going to be dropping in store. And it was funny because when we picked them up, it, uh, Koo had said, congratulations, guys. Uh, you're no longer resellers. You stepped up to the wholesale game. And I, I thought that was pretty dope because, you know, we're, you know, I remember starting out assisting it pro image at Woodbridge mall and, uh, in building the clientele organically and, you know, to see where things have went with this to where we're at the biggest hat and pin expo in uh, the country, uh, with 2,100 people that are going to be confirmed there to where we had invested the money. Uh, it was funny. I wanted to say this too, because, you know, doc, when I had told her the, the money that we put up front, you know, for the hats and, you know, the booth and everything. She was like, wow, that's a lot of money. And I think that, you know, for us, it's so much of a mental barrier or a block at times for us to put up, you know, the resources for certain things that we want. Uh, granted, this is where we're talking about here is a, a booth or, you know, merchandise to resell. But you can apply to so many other things to where, you know, we hold ourselves back from getting that thing or from uh, something that may be out of our slightly out of our budget. But, you know, when I put it broke it down to her and, uh, you know, when I broke it down to myself, when I was crunching the numbers, it's really just a confidence in the product that you have. And on top of that. You know, your salesmanships are how you're able to create business and, and these uh, relationships or, you know, just upstanding good business with somebody you've never met before. And, you know, I think that for me, the confidence in what I've already sold before with, you know, talk that talk merge countlessly, you know, it it kind of eases those nerves of when you have that initial factor of, oh, damn, here you go. Here's all this chicken right now. And, you know. I think that it's a, it's great nerves to have because nobody wants to put up, you know, X amount of dollars and lose that money. You don't want to, you know, just be throwing money out. You know, I think one of the worst things I hate is when I get a fucking easy pass uh, in the mail and I'm like, damn, I got to pay these guys again. Why can't I just put some money on my easy pass? You know, um, 
like you said, you don't want to just be throwing money away. You want to, you know, have your money coming back and coming back tenfold. So, you know, I think that when you get over that, again, that initial factor of like, oh, shit, this is a lot. When you have the confidence to say, I can get way more, you know, I think that's what kind of pushes us forward when it comes to self-investment. And also when you're building, you know, small businesses, you know, you have to 100% believe in yourself and believe in the products that you're pushing out there. And I'm just super thankful for Koo to giving us some of these uh, exclusive hats for uh, us to sell at the booth. So I'm going to show you guys what we're talking about here. And first things first, we have this crazy Montreal hat here. It's a two-tone. We got the 35 Seasons patch on the side with the blue under visor, uh, a different blue. So we got kind of three shades of blue. I know you got like 50 shades of gray. But we got three shades of blue here. This is going to be a sleeper, yo. Then we have another hat here. This one is the Arizona Diamondbacks. This one actually glows in the dark as well, too. Uh, I think it has the cream, a cream under visor here. And then also we got the 2001 World Series patch on the side. This one is fire. Uh, Kenny Lou was super hype about this one. And, uh, yo, people are going to go crazy for that one. And now we're going into the crazy heat. And this one, I'm telling you, this Cubs, this is such a good Cubs with the pink under visor here. And the side patch, I think we got the Wrigley Field side patch here. This is, these, oh, man. Something about just having brown and pink together is just such complementary colors. And, you know, this one is fire. And then it comes down to these two. These two are probably the reasons why we're going to have to have a hat limit at our booth on how many people can buy. Because I know a lot of people that would buy us out in the full size run. But we got this Carrot Top Cubs here. You know, you got the uh, orange with the complimentary burgundy inside. You don't really see this Cubs logo too used often. And we got the 1947 side patch here, which again, this is just a hat that you just don't generally see often with the, the color combinations. And then also with the logo on the side patch. And then also that the flat batterman in the back, a good gray. You know, I think we're in the 30, 30 uh, days of good grays. This one is fire. But you know I had to do it for the Mets fans. We already know Eli said the uh, hat is crazy. This one is the Wilson uh, modeled after a tennis ball. All right. Um, from all the right. I love my hats. You know, I love different things that kind of um, go beyond the imagination of just ordinary colors. You know, I want if I'm going to rock an exclusive hat, I want to make sure that hat is something I've never seen before. Right. And this two-tone is it for it. I did it for you guys, Mets fans. This one will be dropping again at our booth. This is unreleased Mets. This is a cream two-tone with the navy brim with the 2013 World Series patch. But I think the thing that makes this hat go crazy is the teal underbrim, yo. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's just something about that teal that makes this, this hat pop, man. But, you know, again... To have ECAP City hats like that that we're going to be uh, selling out of our booth. To have Kenny, uh, you know, work it out so we can get some MyFitted hats. You know, it's so, uh, you know, humbling because 
you know, there's a lot of people selling a lot of different things at this expo, and there's a lot of big names. You know, we might have felt slighted by not getting the recognition on certain flyers. You know, we had that conversation. But, you know, in a way, it, it's awesome to have the opportunity to build and to, you know, make a name for yourself starting from the bottom. You know, I think that oftentimes people are just so used to everything just coming to them. But, you know, we've really built, you know, the relationship to where we could get these hats unreleased, to where he could get, you know, some hats from MyFitters to drop with us. Um, you know, these pins, uh, selling them on the streets, getting uh, the uh, recognition for them. You know, it's something that's been a process. You know, everything has been calculated leading up to this point. And now, you know, tomorrow is the, the time to execute it. So, you know, I'm just super excited about that. Um, there's a lot of good things in store. Um, it's definitely a nervousness as far as doing something that we've never done before. Um, there's always going to be those nerves. But I think that if you continue to live life doing the same thing every day, um, staying repetitive, you know, you're never going to know other experiences. And, you know, I know I've made a shirt about consistency. But I think it's important to stay consistently uncomfortable. You know, you got to be uncomfortable in those situations to push yourself to see the change that can happen. And um, I've just been very thankful uh, to, in a way, just truly, you know, embody the words that I'm trying to tell you guys because, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, I don't want to be some fraudulent guy, you know, talking to you guys about nothing. You know, I want to have my experiences and share my experiences so that we all can have success. And, you know, this Talk That Talk show, you know, initially starting out, it's like I said, just such a sports show, sports driven show to where now, you know, we're covering a variety of different things and, you know, variety of different feels and emotions and experiences and it's just what makes the Talk That Talk show um, different from many other things because you never know what you're going to get here. And I just continue to live my life with open eyes and open ears. And I think that when you stay receptive to what's happening around you, you know, again, you'll, you'll be surprised at the opportunities that do come your way. And the Miami Heat have been a team that have taken advantage of, you know, a lot of things that have been given to them. You know, with Victor Oladipo coming back, with Jimmy Butler playing out of his mind, uh, Bam Adebayo being that dominant force. You know, Miami has shown that they are ready. But really, on the other side, where's the confusion? You know, we have Milwaukee and we have Boston. You know, my heart wants to say Boston. It really does. But, you know, when you look at Milwaukee and what they did uh, in Game 5 to take that 3-2 uh, lead, you know, it was something beyond just winning a game. I felt like it was way more psychological for them to come back from the way they did and to have their marquee guys, their guys that you're paying top dollar for, you know, go out there and get the job done. You know, I feel like um, Milwaukee's a fright train. You know what's coming. You know what's, you know, coming within those lights. You see the lights, but at the same time, you can't stop that train. You know Giannis is going to back dribble and then try and go 100% miles per hour at you, and you still can't stop it. And I think that is what's the most dangerous thing about that Milwaukee team is that, you know, with having Giannis and then also having Drew Holiday, who came up with two 
big stops. One on the block on uh, Marcus Smart at the end of the game, and then the final game-sealing steal. You know, that team is built to win games in the playoffs, I feel like. You're always going to have that opportunity to just give it to uh, Giannis. I think in times where Knicks have struggled was they didn't have that go-to guy where they could say, yo, we need four buckets. And literally what Miami has shown is Jimmy Butler's that guy. I saw this dude post up Joel Embiid and make him look like a baby. You know, I've seen what uh, Jimmy Butler has done in a losing effort. And that guy is going to go down on his shield. And when you come down to significant players, that's where I think Boston kind of lacks. Milwaukee has that championship experience. And, you know, that's why I think that this is going to be a Milwaukee-Miami uh, Conference Finals. But, uh, you know, we're gonna have, probably going to have to get that, that preview uh, later on next week. But, um, you know, on the Western Conference side of things, we got... You know, Dallas, who's going to be going into that Game 7, man. Uh, game 7 against the Suns. I, I I went on the show early, and I was like, there's no way that the Suns are going to lose this series. But what you saw from the Mavs is, you know, Luka Doncic, you know, as much as we may not like his game and how he complains every possession, but he has that game. Uh, I mean, he has that team playing much better, man. Um uh, I don't know, man. I just don't know that the Mavericks, in my opinion, can truly, you know, overcome that hump, though, man. Because, again, we talk about that championship experience. You know, it, it's hard for me to go out there and say, hey, I'm going to go out there and take a team that hasn't been to the finals, right? And when you see the Suns, who went to the finals last year, Partly of why they were so good is because of what Chris Paul has done. And in these last couple playoff games where the Suns have struggled, Chris Paul has disappeared. And, you know, we can make all the excuses we want, but that Suns team is driven, yes, by the Devin Booker scoring, but he, he's going to score. But it's really what Chris Paul is going to show up in the clutch moments. And if that clutch Chris Paul does show up, then I think the Suns are easily going to win this. But, you know, if Chris Paul continues to play Matador defense and continues to be a ghost offensively, then, you know, it's easy for us to say that the Mavericks are going to go because you have Jalen Brunson who's playing really well. Uh, you have Luka Doncic who's doing what he does best. And you have Finney Smith who's been making threes out of his mind. You know, that team is an offensive machine. And... You're going to have to outscore a man to win. I know that sounds basic, but you know that truly is what they're going to have to do. And Chris Paul is going to be the main reason if they're able to, you know. And, you know, on the other side of things, you know, with the Warriors going into, again, another closeout game but against the Grizzlies. But, you know, psychologically, they got their doors kicked out, man. Uh, you got absolutely, at one point, they're down, what, 55 points? You know, I, I my heart definitely wants to say the Warriors are going to take it because, I mean, even though, and somebody blasted me on the YouTube, they called me a casual because I was like, I don't know if I can take the Grizzlies over the uh, the Warriors uh, because I, I just didn't know what that supporting system was like for uh, John Morant uh, with him being out. But, you know, from what we've seen and from what he had said in his comments, you know, they're, you know, 20 wins without him. They've been in situations without him. But, 
my thing to that guy who made that comment on last week's episode on the YouTube, and my comment to everybody here is the playoffs are completely different. And do you not think that Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, who've won multiple championships, are not phased and are not motivated to come out and close it out when they just got absolutely annihilated in a closeout game? I don't want to see that Warriors team. And I'm telling you, tonight, that game and that series is going to be closed out by the Golden State Warriors. That will not go to seven games Uh, I'm telling you guys, and I think, again, the Warriors are still, I'm not changing my pick. The Warriors are still my pick to win the NBA championship, and tonight they're going to show everybody why, especially coming after a performance where they got their absolutely doors kicked out. And, you know, I'd love to stay on here, guys, but, you know, tomorrow, like I said, is Capcom. Um, We're going to have to get up super early so we can get out there and set up and get all the merchandise for you guys. But, you know, once again, I just want to thank everybody that's tuned in on our Instagram live stream, on our Facebook live stream. Um, This is, again, a blessing to do each and every week with you guys. Um, You know, I continue to be so humbled at the support that you guys show week in and week out, uh, whether it's one person, whether it's 10 people. You know, there's still people that truly do appreciate this show. And as long as people do, you know, want this Talk That Talk show, you know, I'm still going to give it to you guys every single week. You know, I love you all so much. I appreciate you. Um, Like I said, you can always check out our episodes at TalkThatTalkShow.com. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, you name it. We are on it at the Talk That Talk Show. Come check me out. If you're at Capcom, check out our booth. Um, I think we're going to have a table set up. It's going to be at the Metropolitan Pavilion from 12 to 7. Make sure you get there early. There's been over 2,100 people confirmed. You don't want to be at the end of that line, guys. So once again, thank you so much to everybody that tuned in. Um, If you're going to come to Capcom, say what's up. We're going to have some exclusive hats for you um, on the MyFitted side of things. Kenny Lou has some hats that we're going to be raffling off as well, too. It just is going to be a movie, guys, and I'm just so happy uh, to be a part of it. And, yo, there's going to be big things in store, not only for me as Catmaster B, but for this show and Talk That Talk Show. I'm looking, again, to try and elevate this show, give you guys different perspectives, give you new content, maybe get you guys some new guests, some new perspectives from them. And I just want to continue to be the consistency that I want to see you all have within yourselves. Um, Nothing really has come without hard work, man. I know it's like the the oldest adage or, you know, something that we've always heard. But, you know, once in a while, when you see it actually get done, when you see that the hard work is being put in and the opportunities are arising from your hard work, you know, it's just further validation that, you know, you got to put your 110% into anything that you're passionate about. Uh, Nothing is going to truly go without you taking it there. And, um, you know, I'm just blessed to have, you know, this – this burning desire within my body to just um, prove, you know, not only to, you know, people at Capcom, but just everybody that listens into this show that it's so important 
to not be afraid to chase your dreams. You know, it should be, you know, without question that when you go down in that, you know, box down low when it's time, you know, you want to know that you've put everything and everything that you had into, you know, the passions that you want in life and that you're trying to strive for, man. Um, you know, I just know that, you know, with this Capcom, it's merely a step in the right direction, no matter how big it is. Um, you know, my boy Brian Bloom, who tuned in, you know, it was so inspirational for his boy uh, McGrath to go out there and shoot his first 800 after being hurt for so long. You know, people, you know, have success when they put the work in. And, you know, someone like him could have easily just said, fuck it, I'm hurt. You know, let me just feel sorry for myself. I'm not bowling anymore. But, you know, he said he wanted to come out here and he put forth the effort at a tough shot at Woodbridge that isn't what everybody likes. But, you know, you want to have to challenge yourself. And that guy went out and shot a first 800 and got himself a ring. And he was so happy, man. And I think that, you know, in closing, you know, when you reach those milestones and when you, you know, see the whole process the complete way through, you know, I had reserved this table from Capcom, you know, back in March. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, again, to see it the whole way through to where now tomorrow is the day. You know, it's so important, guys, to, you know, chase your dreams you know, follow your ambitions. And if you start something, see it the whole way through. Don't just quit on it because it's hard. Because if it's hard, when you have the success, it just makes it that much sweeter, guys. So, you know, whatever you're passionate in, don't quit. Don't be afraid to invest in yourself no matter what it takes. Um, you know, if you're not confident in yourself, who will be? And, you know, I'm just here as proof to say, you know, what can happen if you are confident in yourself. So once again, thank you so much for tuning into the Talk That Talk show. I love you all. Thank you for tuning in on our Instagram live stream. Thank you for tuning in on our Facebook live stream. Thank you to everybody that views in on our YouTube and who subscribes in, uh, shares with a friend, picks up some merchandise. You guys are always the reason why I'm able to come back here with a full heart and a full... Um, just just I, I just you know it's just so full of, of things to tell you guys and why you know there's this indispensable amount of content man like I, at times i'm at loss for words because you know i i'm looking for the perfect way to describe things but sometimes that loss of words it, it, it's truly something that you have to appreciate and um your support every single week you know at times really does has me at a loss for words and i'm appreciative for that so thank you once again guys i love you all and i will see you all next week